Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Sunday, we started a, uh, a message on breakthroughs. Breakthroughs in 2021. Some of you already have them. We're only here three weeks into the, the, the year and some already had amazing breakthroughs. But I believe we're all going to see personal, family, church and nationwide breakthroughs in the name of Jesus Christ. And uh, a verse that really stirred my heart is Psalm 51.12. Thanks, Ashley, for faithfully playing. Let's give him a hand, eh, for his faithful ministry and for all of our worship team. And a big hand for our tech team up the back that are hiding up there and we never see them. But thank you, team, for serving God so beautifully. Um, Psalm 51.12 says, Let my passion for life be restored, tasting joy in every breakthrough you bring to me. Hold me close to you with a willing spirit that obeys whatever you say. God wants, he's the God of the breakthroughs. He's the God of the breakthroughs. Psalm 31 2 says, Rescue me quickly when I cry out to you. At the sound of my prayer, may your ear be turned to me. Be my strong shelter and hiding place on high. Pull me into victory and breakthrough. Guys, sometimes we don't know how to do it, but God's there nudging us, pulling us, saying, Come on, let's keep going. Don't give up. When we think of breakthroughs, we often think of miracles, supernatural things. You're in this situation, then all of a sudden it breaks loose. Breakthroughs can be miraculous, supernatural, and I love it when that happens. But often there's a journey and a process for the breakthrough to happen. And when it doesn't happen quickly or supernatural, that prayer gets answered quickly, sometimes we think, well, God, you, you haven't heard me or, or what, what's going on? And we feel we can get discouraged. But I believe that breakthrough, the suddenlies will happen when you do the dailies well. When our hearts are right, when we stay connected, when our spirits are open, when we keep saying yes to God, when we don't give up, when we're not distracted or overwhelmed, we just don't give up. And I was reading um, on my holidays, I was reading one of Bill Johnson's books, Experience the Impossible. It's a really powerful book. It's it's, um, basically 80 daily devotionals on it and some of the extracts from some of his writings and I've read quite a few of Bill Johnson's books but I've never read this one and it has just exploded in my heart and I want to read just uh, a passage out of his book that lines up with this because it really stirred my heart and I know it will bring some understanding for how God works breakthroughs in and through our lives it says God answers prayer differently for each person on each occasion But if we fail to understand how he moves, we can end up being frustrated in the midst of a potentially massive breakthrough. How often do we give up just before the breakthrough? Believers often abort the answer they have prayed for because they are ignorant of how God moves. I wish we could see how often God answers our prayers the moment we pray, but the answer is is in seed form instead of the full-grown answer we are looking for. I believe every time we pray, God answers. But sometimes he starts it with a seed that he wants us then to explore and add faith to it. We uh, cry out for a major breakthrough and instead God provides the seed for that breakthrough. We ask for a mature oak tree, but he gives us the seed. The tree is in the seed. The miracle, the breakthrough 
is in the seed of the promise or a revelation or a hope or a wisdom to see yourself or other people differently. Or God will, you believe in for finance and he will bring a person into your life and you say, God, send us the miracle. He just has, but you didn't even see it. Or he'll drop an idea in your head and think, oh, that's a crazy idea. But it's actually the seed that will produce lots of money. And so often we can miss the seed of breakthrough that God is bringing. He's answering your prayer, but we want the the instantaneous or the supernatural miracle, which he often does, but he more often gives us the seed that then as we water it and nurture it and trust God with it, that will change you and see the breakthrough. And I believe this is a powerful, powerful truth. Seeing and understanding this truth will change everything about how we pray and how we respond in our times with God. God created seeds and seeds grow with proper care. It's His amazing way. Sometimes our greatest need is the answer and sometimes we actually need the process that brings the answer. God is often more interested in the journey and the process, not just the outcome or the destination or the breakthrough because he wants to change us in the process of the miracle or the breakthrough. When I was a youth pastor, I remember we were in a church that was like this and we saw a lot of miracles and breakthroughs. I saw one lady get supernaturally healed right in front of my eyes in a church service. It was a major miracle happened. She'd been bought by a friend, was sort of on the fringes of the church. She never ever came back to church. She got healed and then just went on with her own self-centered life. And I just thought, what, what happened? How come she got a miracle from God but didn't even stay to give thanks and it didn't change the rest of her life? And I've seen that happen a few times in life. You prayed for a breakthrough in your business. All of a sudden you get a breakthrough. Then you get too busy to stay connected to God and his church. I think we had another couple that that happened to. It took them about 10 years to do the whole journey and come back and say, God, thank you. We now got the the message. God wants to help us answer our prayers, but change us in the process of the breakthrough. His intention is, is sustained through the personal development of the one who does the praying. In other words, he wants the answer to have a safe home in the life of the believer who has learned the ways of the king. I remember in the book of Exodus it says, the children of Israel cried out for God's acts, but Moses prayed to know God's ways. That was the difference. So whenever they had a problem, they came to Moses to pray because they knew that God would answer his prayer. Why? Because Moses had learnt the ways of God, not just the acts of God. That's about relationship and faith. So God really wants us to know his heart and his ways, which is revealed through his word and his spirit, and not just his acts or actions or miracles or breakthroughs. Because he loves us. He wants to partner with us, not just wave the magic wand, but know... Take us on a journey because then when you learn his ways, then you can spread that to thousands of other people. How powerful is that? God wants to take us on this journey of breakthroughs. 
When we learn the art of focused, unending prayer, our hearts are strengthened in the same way that regular exercise develops our muscles. And we've all learned how good we are at exercise with Pastor Peter and his quick survey this morning. So if you want to get muscles, you just got to use them and develop exercise. I thought I was reasonably fit until we, uh, our oldest son Stephen and his wife and four kids escaped Melbourne and they're now living on the Gold Coast. So we went down to help them unpack over holidays and guess what? We've ended up with their dog because they can't have a dog at their rental home. It's a lovely dog, Murphy. He's uh, a red dog and he loves chasing balls. I thought, this is great. I started throwing balls to him. By the next morning, I could hardly move my shoulder. <laughs> I got one of those ball thrower things that helps you. I do it with my left arm. Next morning, this shoulder's hurting. I thought, this is how. <laughs> I wasn't as fit as I thought I was because I hadn't used those muscles for a while. <laughs> Spiritually, we've got to use our trust muscles and our faith muscles and our, our acceptance and all those things in our lives. God wants to help us. The good news is my shoulders are getting better with a bit more exercise. Character becomes the muscle that's developed. Waiting with a sure hope that the answer is on its way is what develops character in the life of the disciple of believers. Answers to prayer are great. Answers to prayer that come with character growth are even greater. That's the heart of God. And some of you are thinking, well, why has it taken so long from when I started to believe for my family to get sorted until it's happened five years later? Guess what? When you first prayed, God probably gave you a seed or a promise or a pathway of sowing and watering seeds. And now you've got the breakthrough five years later. God answered your prayer, but he took you on the journey. And that happens so often in our lives, in our businesses, in our ministries. And I believe God's teaching us how to have breakthroughs but enjoy the journey and grow in character as we go through. God is always looking at the big picture. We just look at our needs and the needs around us. But God's always looking at the big picture. Romans 8.28 in the Passion says, So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are His lovers who have been called to fulfill His designed purpose. Do you hear that? Everything God does is for good in our lives. Even the challenging people that God brings into our world. Don't ever pray for that difficult neighbour to move out of your street because next week you'll find there's two of them have moved back in. Because until you learn the lessons of growing in maturity, guess what? He loves you too much to let you off the hook. Romans 8, 28 in the NIV says, And we know, we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. The devil lies to us that oh, God's not fair. He's not just. He's favoring. He answers their prayers, but not yours. They are lies from the pit of hell. You've got to know that God's good. Genesis 50:20. Joseph said, "You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done—the saving of many lives." That was a miraculous breakthrough, feeding millions of people, because Joseph was sold by his jealous brothers and nearly died and and spent years in jail because of being falsely accused of raping um, a, a master's wife and but God 
brought him out and then he became the prime minister. God gave him dreams and he saved a whole nation and the people of Israel next door. You go through some tough times, we all do. Sometimes they don't make any sense. But if you're trusting God, he's going to turn it for good. He does and he will. And he's going to keep doing it. So don't give up on trusting in the journey. Don't abort God's answer because it's hard work sometimes. Let's keep trusting him and see what he will do in our hearts and in our lives. Galatians 6, 9 and 10, I love this. This is the Passion Version. And don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds. For the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you've planted is coming. (coughs) Take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others, especially to our brothers and sisters in the family of faith. If you've got seeds, you've got to plant them. I was brought up in a farm and my dad had pumpkins and uh, potatoes and he'd keep some of the potatoes as seeds and the pumpkin seeds and we'd plant them at the right time and we'd feed the whole family all year on our half probably about an acre of land we'd plant all of our veggies and crops and but I remember if if it got really wet and it was too wet to plant the seeds would be left in the barn and they'd either go rotten or they'd shoot prematurely or the rats would eat them and we wouldn't get our crop way too many of us as Christians have been given amazing seeds that we haven't planted or we haven't nurtured and cared for the seeds the promises the vision the revelation the wisdom to do life God help us to do it better. Some of you are very successful in business or in ministry or relationships because you've learnt to plant and water and keep on keeping on. God's given you. That's powerful. And God bless you for being faithful. And he wants us as Christians to flourish. How do we achieve breakthroughs? Last week I just shared a couple of key ones and, we'll, and then add a couple more to wrap it up. Number one, you need to have goals and a clear focus. If you want a breakthrough, you need to know where you're going. If you haven't written some goals for this year, I encourage you before the end of this month, you've got one more week, write out some SMART goals. They're specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-based. Pray, and, and the Holy Spirit will lead you to write down your faith-filled goals for this season. Some people don't write goals, say, oh, I tried that last year and the year before, and I gave up. Don't, don't give up. Just write some more specific, clearer ones that are realistic and see what God will do. You'll be amazed how he'll break through. We set a personal goal last year of just getting out of debt, some personal debt. And guess what? By Christmas, two weeks before Christmas, we were free of that debt. We set a goal and we believe for God to make a way. And he gave us some creative ways for income to come that were legal. And God blessed us. Some of you are looking at me saying, (laughs) we set up an Airbnb and God blessed us. It was almost booked out constantly for six months after over COVID and we were just amazed. That helped pay off our personal debt. God is, he'll make ways. Well, we had to do all the work and paint it and get it all ready. Spent weeks and weeks getting it ready. But now the reward comes because we invested. And God will do that financially in your workplace. Don't just drift along and say, hope something comes up. Invest, sow some seeds, do some training, get equipped and see what God will do. Just see what he'll do. You'll be amazed how God will provide when you're willing to sow the seeds by faith and set some goals. You need to know what a win looks like and a breakthrough. Maybe it's that 100 days free of that addiction or it's the uh, a week of not allowing worry or anxiety to overwhelm you. Losing five kilos by Easter. Not just say I'm going to lose some weight this year. Be specific. 
Set those exercise goals, those study goals, completing that course, believing for healing, achieving a set goal, bringing people to Christ. Have two people you're going to believe to come in the kingdom. Invite five people to an alpha course. You can set some very clear, simple goals and then you can see what God will do. Do a random act of kindness every day for a month. Serve on a ministry roster for a year. So many more. Build a new home, a new shed, a new church facility called Home for the Harvest. Whatever it is, let's set it down and let's go for it in Jesus' name. We also shared about the three deadly Ds that can stop you reaching a breakthrough. Who remembers the three deadly Ds? Number one was distractions. The devil doesn't have to stop you. He just has to get you distracted. If you want to see a breakthrough and goals achieved, just get distracted and you won't get there. We've all had that, haven't we? I'll remind you, how's the mobile phone usage going this week? Those of you last week have started laughing already. The average person touches their mobile phone 2,617 times a day. And the worst offenders can touch their phone more than 5,400 times in just 24 hours. They can be addictive. I don't use mine as much as someone's using it more than much to catch up with the average for me. The average person on social media, two and a half hours a day. And that's not all wrong, you get communication, but it can just rob time and distract you if you're not careful. And as a leader, you, Craig Grishel says, as a leader, you'll never make a big difference when you're distracted by small things. <coughs> Second D is disappointment. It's overcome by hope. It's, all of us go through disappointments. Things that we hoped would happen just haven't happened or aren't going to happen. But you can live in the valley of disappointment or you can start climbing the mountain of I'm going to come out of this valley and I'm going to get in some clear air and see what the future looks like. And that's what many of you have learnt to do. And if you've been in a valley, don't give up. Start climbing the other side so that you can see. Psalm 130 verse 5 says, This is why I wait upon you, expecting your breakthrough, for your word brings me hope. Your attitude and focus is so important. Psalm 32 7 says, Lord, you are my secret hiding place, protecting me from these troubles, surrounding me with songs of gladness. Your joyous shouts of of rescue releases my breakthrough <clears throat> one of the versions says songs of deliverance surround me that's why we praise passionately like we do that's why we keep singing and uh, the song over and over because you say well don't you know the words by now of course I know the words but I got to get it into my spirit and my mind and I need to confess the word of God that he's a good God he's always good He's an amazing God. I need to declare that over my life. I am not going to live in fear or disappointment. I'm going to live in breakthrough and healing and wholeness. And I encourage you to have that sound of heaven around your soul and your life, not just on Sundays, but every day of the week. So distractions, disappointment, and the third one is discouragement. <coughs> your, your courage is <coughs> stolen from you. Excuse me. Psalm 79.9 says, Our hero, come and rescue us. O God of the breakthrough, for the glory of your name, come and help us. Forgive and restore us, heal us, and cover us in your love. Wow. Just let liquid love pour over your soul. Let liquid love fill your heart. When we worship, his love just overwhelms me. We uh, did uh, David and... Uh, Sue's wedding is David Hall and Sue Gallagher got married yesterday. It was the most amazing 
compassionate, love-filled marriage I think I've ever done. It was just so amazing. You could touch the love. And I thought, wow, when people love God and he draws their hearts together, it overflows. And I want to encourage you, let liquid love fill your soul. Whether, wherever you, whatever age you are and whatever relationships you're in or aren't in, let liquid love fill your soul. Because people are desperate for us. Discouragement. Psalm 145, 7. Our hearts bubble over as we celebrate the fame of your marvelous beauty. Bringing bliss to our hearts, we shout with ecstatic joy over your breakthrough for us. Two other quick points to wrap it up today. If you want to have breakthroughs, you need to know that God is always very good. You need to know in your heart, not just an intellectual knowing. You need to know in your heart that God is always very good. Listen to this verse. Psalm 100 verse 5 says, For the Lord is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you and he is famous for his faithfulness toward all everyone knows our God can be trusted for he keeps his promises to every generation well I love that that's Psalm 100 verse 5 in the passion for the Lord is always good and ready to receive you you need to know that he is always a very good the devil lies to us the world lies to us and says oh you can't trust God our own selves will, will deceive us sometimes your relatives that aren't yet Christians will say, why do you still pray? You're still going through a tough time. Hey, don't give up on trusting that God is always very good. And some of us need to experience that again. Psalm 23, 5 uh, verse 6 says, So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. Your love and goodness pursues me it's running after us hallelujah it's running after you and your life psalm 27 1 says i remain confident of this i will see the goodness of the lord in the land of the living that's a word for our nation we got australia day on tuesday and what an awesome nation we live in and we need to pray blessing over our land and i believe we're going to see the goodness of god in our nation and we've already seen his blessing and provision. We're one of the most blessed countries on earth. We've got challenges. Yes, we have. We've got brokenness and need and, and all sorts of um, evils and social ills. But let me tell you, we live in a blessed country and we need to bless our country. Let's pray right now. Father, thank you for our nation. Pray blessing over our awesome country. Lord, thank you for our Christian Prime Minister, Scott Morris. We pray you would give him wisdom and leadership. Lord, I pray for our politicians. I pray for our business leaders, our church leaders. Lord, I pray for the people of our land. I pray for our Indigenous people. Lord, I just pray for those that are in unemployed. Lord, let your blessing flow over our land and our nation. You're a good God and we're going to see your goodness in the land of the living. We're going to see it across our community and our nation. Lord, we will see your goodness goodness overflow and I believe this year we will see overflow and blessing and favor and protection and peace over our land in Jesus mighty name amen wow God is good Psalm 34 6 says uh, verse 8 taste and see that the Lord is good blessed is the one who takes refuge in him taste and see the Lord is good and lastly Share this good news with others. And we've heard that with Alpha. 
50, Isaiah 52, 7 says, How beautiful and delightful on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news. Wow. Some of you have got amazing, beautiful feet. Some of them aren't quite as physically beautiful, but if you're bringing good news, God says your feet are beautiful. We won't get everyone to take their shoes or socks and sandals off to see how beautiful your feet are. I've got a few stories I could tell on that, but I won't because that'll distract us. But God says, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Wow. Good news. Good news. Who announce peace, who bring good news of good things, who announces salvation. Wow. Isaiah 61 1 says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners. God is so good. Last verse as the worship team comes. Acts 10.38. Listen to this verse. This is so amazing. This is about Jesus. It says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and He went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with Him. Jesus brought good wherever He went. He did miracles of healing, feeding the thousands of people, giving people hope, identity, raising people from the dead. It says, because the Spirit was on him without measure, he went around doing good. And he did all those other miracles and breakthroughs as well. When you do good, it is often the doorway for the supernatural to follow. When we love people as they are, God will then often bring His... Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.